Welcome to the Sign Out Podcast. Here we interview individuals who are pursuing their passion and who want to share that story. When we first moved there, we didn't have um, electricity 24 hours a day. We didn't choose the Dominican Republic. I think it chose us. We want to try to create opportunities for employment for people. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sign Out Podcast. It's been a little while since we put a podcast out there for you to listen to, but we have some special guests today, Doug and Margaret Beck, who are joining us to share their story. And, you know, as you know, at the Sign Out Podcast, uh, we like to just look for friends that are pursuing their passion um, and want to share that story with others about, you know, what they're doing and how that um, can relate to what we believe in at Sign Out. And I just thought that uh, you, the audience, meeting Doug and Margaret would be a great opportunity to learn about what they're doing in the Dominican Republic and how that relates in their life to pursuing their passion. Um, the interesting story, and all these podcasts come about with a story as to how I run into folks to end up interviewing them. And for this one, people will ask, well, how do you know Doug and Margaret? Well, for me to answer that question, how I know Doug... I really, I don't ever remember not knowing Doug. So I've known Doug for many, many years. Um, as long as I can remember, um, our parents were around the same age and had kids and his older brother and my older brother grew up together and Doug's a few years older than me. So I've just always known him. Um, of course, with the creation of the internet and the ability to keep track of each other, we hadn't seen each other for many, many years, but we reconnected over Facebook and that's where I saw that Doug and his wife, Margaret, were doing some cool things in the Dominican um, through a ministry. And I thought that was interesting. It was definitely a change of course for Doug, knowing what he had done in his prior life. And we'll get into that more later. But then uh, we reconnected over Facebook, exchanged some messages. And um, I just thought this was a great opportunity to let other folks hear about what they're doing in the Dominican and why they're there and how you can help them, and just some cool stories that come out of that. So, Doug and Margaret, welcome today to the podcast. Thanks for uh, having us. Thanks, Daniel. We appreciate being here. Uh, I think you're you're in the States right now, obviously, because we're sitting here recording, um, but you are getting ready to head back overseas pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah in a couple of weeks, we'll be heading back to the DR to try to start officially. So Good deal. I'm glad we uh, got to sit down. So, uh, I'm just going to have each one of you just kind of go over it just a history, however far you want to go back that kind of led to where you are today, or maybe even what led you to the Dominican Republic. Cause I think there's a couple of stories, even once you got to Dominican, that's a, another part here, mm -hmm. but Margaret, what's your background and, you know, kind of where are you from? How, how did you get to be holding that mic today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in Lake Jackson, Texas, uh, graduated from high school, went to the university of Texas where actually that's where I met Doug. Um, we didn't get married until 15 years later, so that's a whole other story. Went to the University of Texas, um, did some things in youth ministry for several years, actually was in Katy for a couple years in the 90s, um, and then in my 30s, I went back and got my counseling degree, and I loved um, giving people hope in situations that were challenging and difficult, and so that has um, come into play in what we're doing now as well. Right. Um, moved to Austin in 2005, reconnected with Doug, ran into him at church. 15 years later. 15 years mm -hmm. later. Wow. We had kept up. We were friends, um, but never lived in the same place, but ran into him at church. 
So that story is a whole other story, but we um, we dated and got engaged, and that was quick. That was a quick fast forward. Um, and then I was a counselor in Austin, Texas, at the Timothy Center um, for seven years. And then I'll let Doug catch you up on his story, and then our our story connects there. Well, I do have to jump in, too, because for the folks that are from the Katy area, they might recognize Doug's last name, oh, yes. Beck which is actually um, the junior high that it's very close to my house is named after his parents, Roger and Ellen Beck, who are lifelong educators Hmm. in Katy. Um, uh, Your dad was my junior high counselor Mm -hmm. for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. (laughs) So not only do um, I've known their families forever, but Doug comes from a very well-known Katy family when it comes to the the community. Um, And Coach Beck being the volleyball teacher at Katy for so long, um, as a volleyball coach, um, I know a lot of friends that went through her program and just loved her to death. So there's a lot of Katie history when it comes to the Beck family and uh, right. and Katie. So I'll, that's a little pre-introduction there, yeah. Doug, but I'll let you uh, go into that more because I know that uh, when you got out of college, you certainly weren't at the mini- in the ministry at that point either. So uh, No, not at all. We um, <clears throat> had different paths after college. I um, got into the animation field, and so I, I was... Uh, Drawing cartoons for a living, basically. But you've been you've been an artist your whole life, right? Yeah, ever since I can remember, that was one of my passions was uh, drawing, creating, and so um, I pursued that uh, in college and was one of the very fortunate few to actually use their art degree. So um, it took a while; it was very challenging, but um, stayed on that path and was able to work as an animator in Austin. And so that's when we. reconnected in uh, 2005, 2006. That's what I was doing is animating at a studio there in Austin, Texas. So so you all come back together, you get married, mm-hmm. living a very Austin life, I assume, right? Young married mm-hmm. and not so young, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> Relative to our age now. Yeah. <laughs> very, <true>. very young. <laughs> I, I, I say young married, <laughs> but still, you know, newly living, married, newly but, married. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Li- you know, living the, the Austin life and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. um, what, what, what happened? Y'all go on a mission trip or what, what started to change? Yeah, so there? it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, yeah, we were living the Austin life. We loved our life. In fact, we were in great places in our life. We both loved our careers. Um, we were really connected at our church with our friends, um, volunteering in the community. And so we kind of were at the place where we always wanted to be. Um, we were remodeling our house. We just, we were enjoying where we were. And then, um, in 2007, we started sponsoring Mm -hmm. kids through Compassion International, um, in Africa. And that led to us sponsoring kids in the Dominican Republic through another organization. And then, like you said, that led to us going on a mission trip. Yeah, so 2011, we went on a short-term, just a week-long trip. Uh, we wanted to see where we, we were sponsoring children, so we wanted to see where we were investing and um, wanted to see it firsthand. So we went and just for a week-long trip, and um, really there's where we felt like God began to call us to, to be there full-time. And so um, <clears throat> we both talked at the end of that trip, and both separately came to the idea that um, I think we were that was in our future. Um, we didn't know how quickly that would happen, but um, we knew 
that that was was what God had for us in our future. So, and just the fact that we were having that conversation was crazy because we had bought our forever house in Austin, right? Mm-hmm. And so the thought of moving to another country and selling that forever house was totally out of the realm of my thinking. And that's how we knew that this was something bigger than ourselves, that it wasn't just an idea of let's move out of the country for a couple of years and see how we like it. But we knew that it was something that really God was calling us to leave behind our jobs, our house, and to go start something new. Right, right. Yeah, and that's a, that, that, that's a, you can't say enough how big a change that mm-hmm. you're making there. Um, just leaving what you know here to go live in a foreign country where you don't speak the language at right. that time which, you know, that's a hurdle. Mm -hmm. And then just the culture difference and everything. Right. Yeah, total, our life is totally different. But um, during that process, we would often look at each other and just, we we knew that quitting our jobs and selling our house and selling what we had to move to a different country was pretty radical and different. But um, oftentimes we'd look at each other and just say, this is, this is crazy, but it's also not crazy. It's, it, it, um, we just knew it was the right path for us to, to go down. So um, even in the midst of what are we doing kind of right. thing, um, we knew that we were following what God had for us. Mm-hmm. So. so at that point, um, what was y'all's goal to get to the Dominican Republic and to kind of establish yourself? What was the, what were those steps or what, what was the, how, what organization or how were you getting down there to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, we were working with a school. We had heard about this organization through our church And so when we went down there, our roles were going to be, or our goals were, um, hosting short-term mission trips. So if your church or your school or organization was coming on a trip, we would host them. And so over the course of six and a half years, we hosted over 2,000 people in our home, coordinating trips and um, getting them down there. That is a lot of time with other people. (laughs) It is. A lot of people in your house constantly. Yes. Yes, it was, but we loved it. It was great. It was, um, we were both working out of our gifts. Um, we love being hospitable. We love teaching people about poverty and the gospel and how God is working, um, in another country, just like he's working here and all around, all around the world. And so while it was a lot of people and a lot of work, it was also really rewarding. And so just, and so I've been supporting y'all for just a couple of years and, you know, just recently I've decided to kind of go a new direction, which is really why we're here today yeah. mm-hmm. is to talk about this new direction, mm-hmm. which is again, staying in the Dominican Republic, but it's just a new um, ministry that you are launching together. And, you know, we met earlier and one thing, and I'll let y'all go more into detail, but I really like the focus that it's focused on the Dominican people and you are really getting to serve them directly right. and just focus so much on them. Um, instead of maybe servicing all the people that are coming from the States over, Mm -hmm. now you really get to just stay focused on those. So tell us about this change that's happened in the last few months and where that's going to go. I know you can't see, there's some big smiles when you start talking about that from you two, which I like to see. So, so let's talk about that. Then the, it's Levanta, Levanta, Levanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure I say that right. Levanta Mm -hmm. ministries. So let's talk about what that next step is because you are stepping back into something big now. Yeah. So, um, so she mentioned we were serving there uh, about six and a half years and, and taking care of mission teams. And, and, um, we just through that time, we just, um, <clears throat> just saw the, the effects of, of poverty on people and not just material poverty, but educational poverty, 
um, spiritual poverty, um, this poverty of opportunity. And um, <clears throat> we felt like we could help meet some of those needs. Um, and so Lamont Ministries was born out of uh, the hope that we've seen when you've given give people opportunities. Um, we've seen that personally in our lives, just uh, people that were invested in that um, took that and ran with it. And um, that's what we hope to do is, is invest in the people there. We're excited to invest full-time, 100% into the Dominican people and and try to provide uh, opportunities for them. So. And so that's that's on different levels, right? I mean, you right. have – so let's talk about, like, how you invest in the kids. Like, what are what are things you are doing on the ground that are easy for you all to do mm-hmm. to really help the kids? What are some of those things? So one of the main focuses – there's three main focuses of Levanta Ministries. One is employment. The second one is education. And the third is spiritual. And so with the kids, um, education is a pretty big component. Um, The educational system in the Dominican Republic is lacking in a lot of areas. And and so one of the things that we want to do is provide scholarships for kids to go to English school. So they'll be educated in the normal public school or wherever they are. But Levanta Ministries will help provide um, scholarships. And not only that, but also provide... Um, mentoring, discipleship training, helping kids um, just with life skills. Uh, we're going to have a reading program at the house that we're really excited about. We're going to have adolescents in our community help us run that. And so that's something that we're excited. It's going to give kids in our community an opportunity to serve their community. And kids can come after school and read books or be read to because that's one thing that we saw, uh, just the lack of books and homes. Right. And so kids would always come to our house and would want to read. And so the fact that we can provide opportunities for that um, on a weekly basis is exciting. So talk about the the English specifically, why that? Because this is a Spanish-speaking country. Mm-hmm. So why does the English provide so much opportunity for them? Yeah, um, Dominicans really want to learn English because uh, it's really advantageous, especially where we live is, is near a lot of tourist areas. And so... Um, if Dominicans can learn English, that will give them a huge leg up to, to get jobs in the hotels and restaurants. There's a cruise ship port near us, and so uh, there's opportunities for translation. And so um, many Dominicans want to really desire to learn English. And so if we can help uh, others that, that wouldn't have that opportunity be able to learn English, that can really boost them as far as getting getting employment in the future. So. And you'll have a school right in your community that's teaching this, that teaches English, right? Well, yeah, right. well, we have one, yeah, right in the, it's not actually where the ministry house is, right. but it's just minutes away, right. yes. And so we're excited to help that school as we provide tuition for the right. kids that are going. Um, it's a great English school. We know people that have graduated there, and they produce really great English speakers. Well, and, and just watching... Um, how much easier it is for kids to learn a foreign language oh, right. oh, yeah. than it is for an adult. Oh, I think y'all, y'all are getting to experience that as learning Spanish as yes. an adult. Yeah, yes. it's, it's quite different uh, when you're in your 40s than right. when you're a little kid. So, um, it's But you can do it, but it's more challenging for sure. Right. And there's another school um, near our community that we're going to be teaching two days a week, conversational English. And so that will be fun, helping, they'll already be in classes learning English, right. but we'll be helping them speak with a native speaker and um, learn how to 
use the language because all of us have been in probably foreign language classes, Spanish, French, whatever right. in high school. Yeah, two you graduate, years. yes. You can't you can ask where the bathroom is and where's the bank and the restaurant. But um but yeah, we're gonna try to help these kids learn how to use their lang use learn how to use English with a native speaker. So we're also excited about that. We'll be doing that two days a week. That's great. That's great. And just for I'm sure the kids think it's pretty cool. Like, oh I have these two new people in the community that are um that are going to be here and just play with us and teach us English all the time. Yeah, well, it is fun. We've um, even over the years that we've lived there, we have several kids in our neighborhood that just informally we've been tutoring. They've been coming over and we're right. helping them uh, with their pronunciation. And um, so, yeah, so that's been fun to do on a smaller scale, and it will be awesome to do on a larger scale. So, as you so big focus for kids education. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, what about? Are you doing other things specifically kids outside of education or is that the focus from a kid's standpoint is the education piece? That'll be the biggest focus yeah. with yeah. Um, even college tuition. Um, the tutoring will be tutoring, providing tutoring in right. our mm -hmm. house. And one of the things that we haven't mentioned that we're probably the most excited about is that we're going to hire Dominicans to run the ministry. And so we want the kids in our community to look up to people of their own culture. Right. And so they're not looking up to these Americans and are, and are aspiring to be Americans, but they're looking up to other Dominicans and aspiring to be godly men, godly women. Um, and Dominicans know their culture better than anyone else. Right. And so um, I think that that's one thing that we're really, really mm -hmm. excited, that they're going to be the ones that are tutoring. They're going to be the ones that are leading the life skills class and the Bible studies and... Um, mentoring one-on-one -on -one these kids in our community. And I think that that'll be great for them to see a role model um, and someone to... Yeah, because all the kids that receive scholarships or that are in the reading program will have opportunities to be mentored by Dominicans and, and be in uh, Bible studies. And so it's more than just providing a scholarship. You know, uh, it's it's deeper than that. So And the, the community you're in, talk about that, like what that's... Like, I mean, I, I live in Katy, Texas. Mm -hmm. I know that. So, you know, how big a community is it? A small town? Mm -hmm. Is it a middle-sized town yeah. for the Dominican? What's that like? The the whole cultural aspect of it, right? Um, so we uh, we live near a larger city called Puerto Plata, um, where we live about twenty five minutes away from that. So we're kind of out in the country a little bit. And a larger community of the next town over is is maybe ten thousand, but our community is probably. Uh, several hundred, um, I would say, and we're the only English speakers in our in our little community, um, and we we know a lot of people there. We're we're even though we're transitioning, we're staying in the same community, living there, and um, so they're very excited that we're staying. Um, when we first moved there, we didn't have um, electricity twenty four hours a day, so it was rolling mm -hmm. power. Um, we never knew when it was coming or going. Um, the Dominicans seemed to know the schedule. There was not right. really a schedule, but everyone, I think through the grapevine, kind of knew when it was coming on or off. Um, but there have been a lot of good changes. Like right now in our little community, um, we have had 24-hour power. There are times where we don't have it. But um, you were asking our community what it's like. So up until recently, we didn't have 24-hour power um, I would say most people have indoor plumbing, but not everyone. Right. Um, the road in front of our house just got paved within the last year. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, several roads in our community just got paved. 
Um, the government is doing a lot of things to improve the DR just in general. Um, but I would say our, we are, we have all kinds of different socioeconomic. Right. So even within the town, you have all Mm -hmm. levels Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have cows roaming freely. Um, people seem to know who they belong to, (laughs) but there seems to be no owner when they're just roaming in front of your home. Yeah. To come move on. Yes. Right. Um, and so it's just a totally, our life is so different there. We love it. Um, but our life is very different. We don't have electricity. I'm sorry. We do have electricity. I just said that. We don't have air conditioning. Air conditioning. Mm-hmm. We don't have air conditioning. Um, windows and fans. And people ask what the temperature is, and it's about like what it is in, in Houston, Texas. Hot and hotter. Yeah. And uh, I mean, maybe in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning, you might look at some, it's, it yeah. might cool down slightly. Mm-hmm. Here. If the wind's blowing. Yeah. Yeah. If the wind's blowing. Wow. So what? In terms of other parts of the ministry, um, as you move to like adolescents, adults, mm-hmm. what what's y'all's focus on there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to we want to try to create opportunities for employment for people, and so and the key there is trying to trying to find the talents and skills that are already present in the community because right. Dominicans uh, can do many things. They're they're very talented. They're very skilled. Uh, a lot of them just lack opportunities, and so. What we want to do is is find people with those kind of talents, and if we can, provide opportunities for them to work. Um, there might be needs in our community that are not being met because people might not be able to, to afford, uh, say, to, to build a house, to repair something. Uh, but we know people who can do that, who want the opportunity to work. And so with Levant Ministries, we'd, we'd love to be able to bridge the gap between people that have a need and people who can work and, and are skilled to do that. And so we would kind of operate as, um, for lack of a better word, a temporary staffing agency for different projects in our community, uh, but trying to meet those needs with talent and gifts in the community, people that we know. And that's where our Dominican staff are going to be key because right. they will um, kind of do a census of our community and find out um, who lives where, what are the needs in the community, you know, who's sick or who, who has work, who needs work. Um, and so that's where they're going to be so instrumental in really helping us meet real needs. And so, would, I mean, it's one of the goals is to build up enough resources up front so that when needs come along, they can be met, whether it's financially or even just actual resources in the community where y'all can, somebody can assess, you're like, we got that. That's right. And you go get a local, hey, I need you to fix this house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the job. And and, and we'd love for, for there be, to be buy-in for people too if, 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 you know, if they provide the materials and we provide some labor to help. Right. So it's not you know, completely Levanta Ministries doing something, but, but people are kind of joining in with, you know, to meet needs. Just the final way to yeah. make it all work together, yeah. put it all together. And yeah. it gives them confidence and self-worth to be right. able to – help participate, you know, in the right. work that's being done. So talk about, um, we, we touched on it a little bit, but i like to talk about it more is just how open the community is to what you are doing. Um, and even knowing that, you know, they got to know you, then um, you are starting something new, but just um, how important it is for the community to accept you and how they do accept you. What's that like there? Well, one of the things that we were really excited about is the way that um, our local church there has come around us. 
um, really they're our sending church. A lot of times missionaries or people who start work will have a sending church that's in the States or wherever, whatever country they're coming from. But um, our sending church is our local church in the Dominican Republic. And when we first came up with some of these ideas and felt like this is where God was leading us, we met with our pastors to see if this was a need or if we had their blessing. And um, not only did we have their blessing, but they kind of took us under their wing. And so I think that having a local church that we're connected with is going to be key in helping us just really minister in the community, meet real needs. Um, so that's that's one thing. And then as in the community... Yeah, we've lived there for about seven years in the community, and I mentioned that we were staying in that same community, and uh, really everyone on our street, everyone that knows us was really glad that we were staying, and they knew we were transitioning into something but didn't know what it was, but um, all of them were really glad because we've we've invested in them over the years and just built friendships, and, and now we get to continue those and, and even deepen those and really invest into other parts of our community that we, um, where we didn't know as many people before. And so um, they're all really glad that we're staying and, and continuing to, to love on them. And way. Dominicans yeah. have such a, they are such a close-knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, they build community unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and so there we feel very known. We feel very loved and cared for. Um, well, they brought you into their community, and yes. you're just one of them now. Right, right. Which is, I mean, which is a testament to y'all's work there. Mm-hmm. That okay, these Americans have come in, but they've proved themselves, for lack of a better word, right. that, mm-hmm. that they're here to help us right. and to be part of our community. Right. Which I think on that cultural gap of first going over there, you're overcoming that, and now you've fully overcome it. And they're like, no, you have to stay. Right. Which yeah. is good. I mean, and I just bring that up so people realize that, like, it's. You know, ministries can get out in places and they make some mistakes and they just don't make it into the culture in mm-hmm. a way where there's full trust. Mm-hmm. And from speaking to you guys and how you're really doing this from the ground up and really trying to be part of that culture, I think that's represented in how they're wanting you there. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's important about this ministry is how it's tied in and it's an anchor in the community. It's just not this side right. gig that's going on right. over here. No, this is like a middle in the community. Right. Think of us as central in town. Right. Come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to work with you. That's why I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool watching y'all go through that. Yeah. One of the um, Bible verses that comes to mind when I think about those in the Dominican Republic, and especially um, our neighbors, is Second Corinthians um, 8. And it says, out of severe trial... And extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity and overflowing joy. And I would say that's been our experience there, that they are so generous. They um, they come over, bring us fruits and vegetables that they could be selling on the street corner. Um, they really, really are so generous in how they live and how, like how they've have taken us in. Right. And so they're ministering to y'all. Absolutely. We're humbled. Like that is 100% what it is. Yeah. We're always learning humility and generosity from them. It's really convicting, um, to, to see people just be so giving. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, once, once you're involved, once you're in, they really take you in as one of their own. Mm -hmm. That's so, so good. So when you think about the Dominican Republic, um, 
are there other things that drew you all to that area or is it really just that focus from, you know, starting with those kids and now that, mm-hmm. now that you've been there six and a half years, mm-hmm. almost seven years, um, you're still, you're wanting to go back your long-term future. Oh, yeah, it's home. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's now your home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say we didn't choose the Dominican Republic. I think it chose us. You know, we weren't looking to be missionaries. We weren't looking to move to a foreign country. But when we were there, it was just undeniably that's what God was having us do. And so, and then just the... There's never been a time that we've been there that we've thought, did we make a mistake? Or why did we sell everything we own? Or (laughs) should we have gotten a storage unit? You know, like (laughs) that never has crossed our minds. Um and so, yeah, we're, it's home. We're there. And so why the Dominican Republic? Well, it's because it chose us. That's, that's so, so telling. Um, and I think it's great. The other thing, whenever I, I think about the Dominican Republic, too, what's interesting is um, it's one of the, a couple of islands in that area that has two different nations on the oh, same yeah. island. Mm-hmm. So you have Haiti right there, which is interesting because I was thinking about it, about how many news stories you know, back when Haiti got hit with that hurricane, it's, um, it's been many years now, mm-hmm. but just, uh, how much of that do y'all share? I mean, you're on the same Island, but I mean, are, are y'all when, when Haiti's getting slammed, like at that case where was the Dominican getting slammed in that case and, or they missed some of that. And Haiti seems to get the worst of, of from it. where they're located. Yeah. Right. The, the storms patterns, however that works, uh, really seems to come up between right. the Dominican or between uh, Haiti, Haiti and Cuba, and so they seem to get the brunt. When there's a bad storm in Haiti, uh, where we are, we might get rain, we might get some wind, but nothing. You haven't had the destructive, yeah, yeah. The, the destructive, yeah, forces. Mm-hmm. And from culturally, um, is it pretty divided? I mean, can you crossing between Haiti and the Dominican? Is that easy, or do you- we're about three hours from the border, uh, three hours driving to the border, and. Um, we can cross easily. Um, there, there is a um, a lot of Haitians are wanting to come to the DR. There, there, there are more opportunities in the DR right. than Haiti for sure. Uh, there's a there's a pretty stark contrast between the two countries, and so um, and there's a lot of Haitians that were born in the DR, but aren't necessarily recognized as citizens, and so uh, there is some tension there, yeah. um, just between the, those two countries and. So I think people forget that that's that those are just sitting on the same island right. it's easy because yeah. the news yeah. stories can be right. the news cycles can be so different between mm-hmm. those. So and a lot of our friends, I would say, um, you know, when we talk about Dominicans, we really should say Dominicans and Haitians because there are a lot of Haitians that live in our community and those that will be serving. And right. so it's um, yeah, it shares the same island, and a lot of them do come over for that opportunity. So earlier we mentioned that y'all have been kind of on a road trip. Um, you've been in the States for a while, mm-hmm. and that's coming to an end in a couple of weeks. And this is really this, you're going back to really start that's this, right. right? I mean, yeah. this is the beginning. This is. You've been going around, um, talking to folks, telling everybody what you're doing, but this is now the start. So y'all head back in a couple of weeks. What's mm-hmm. What are those first few steps? What are y'all doing? Because you already have your building, right? Are you, where you're going to yep. live, mm-hmm. where your ministry is right. going to be placed. Yep. So what are those What are those next three to six months look like for you guys? So we, um, yeah, this is all new. So this idea was birthed in January, and then we um, got things set up over there in the Dominican Republic, set things up legally, 
And then we came back here beginning of June. So like you said, we've been in here almost two months um, raising support. And then when we get back, we can't wait to get back, actually. It's been fun to talk about it, but now we're really ready to go and get Mm -hmm. started. Um, But our first few steps are um, hiring Dominicans. Uh, We have, we're going to be interviewing people to run, help run the ministry and to help run our programs, Um, identifying the kids, the first set of kids that will will give scholarships to go to English school and that will go through our life skills program. Uh, We'll start our reading program right away. It'll be after school, one day a week, where the kids will come to the house. Um, So there are a lot of things that... We'll start teaching um, in about mid-August. We'll begin teaching two days a week, so we're already set up for that. And that's just in like a what we think is an elementary school or middle school or what is... What is we'll be teaching 10th and 11th grade. Okay, high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, 10th and 11th grade. So those of you who are teachers out there, pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not teachers. Right. So if somebody wants to get involved in your ministry, mm-hmm. what do, how can they do that? Where can they find you guys? Well, our, our, you can visit our website, first of all, and just learn a little bit more about us. Uh, it's levantaministries.org. Spell um, Levanta. L-E-V-A-N-T-A. Okay, levantaministries.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. And levanta, by the way, means, uh, it's a, the Spanish verb, levantar, means to raise up, to lift up. And so um, we're trying to encourage people uh, to, to rise up out of their current situations. And so um, levanta ministries comes, uh, comes from that. Um, but they can visit our website and learn more about us. We'd love to start a conversation. We um, That's been one of the fun things about being in the States for the last two weeks or last two months and sharing our vision is that um, there's a lot of ways for people to get involved. And so we've been raising financial support, so that's a way. Right. But people have gifts and talents that can be used in a variety of ways. And right. so people have been helping us, giving their time through web design, through social media, through we're looking for a CPA to help us. We're like, I mean, if you have a gift and a talent that you want to use, right. contact us. Send we'll you a start message. start a conversation. Yeah, figure out yeah. if it's something that can be used. Absolutely. Or, or yeah. you know, how you can work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, um, I'm really excited about this. And, um, you know, I hope to come visit at some point to bring the family over. Be great. To come see well, you guys. Because I think that'll be a, a really great time to, uh, you know, get to see on the ground what you guys are doing. Because mm-hmm. I think it's important Um there's there's ministries all over the world to support. Um, I love for me to support somebody that I know personally that I grew up with, um, and to know this story of you know two folks that kind of had the life over here and just realized that there was something way bigger than what they were doing to just sell it all and move to another country and hang out with what sounds like some really generous and awesome folks yeah. over there. Yeah. So I'm excited for you guys and look forward to uh, just kind of how this is going to go from here and what that looks like. So thank you all very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Sign Out Podcast. Uh, Make sure you check out our website, signoutco.com. Subscribe to our email list so you get updated when we drop a new episode. You can check out the merch that we have on there. We've got hats, t-shirts, all kinds of fun stuff. 
And make sure you check out levantaministries.org. That's L-E-V-A-N-T-A ministries.org. Check out the cool things they're doing. If you like the music in this episode, I actually made it. If you want to hear more of that, you can check out calebjmurphy.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.